continue the series we started a week ago on the emblems of the Holy Spirit. And before that, I have a new joke. Okay, this is not theologically correct, this joke, but this is just basically to make you laugh. Uh, there was a lady who died and went to heaven and uh, she was met at the pearly gates. Uh, Peter saw her and said, welcome to heaven. And uh, she was so excited to go into heaven. And Peter said, well, in order for you to get into your own mansion, you have to spell one word. And the lady asked, what's the word? Peter said, whatever word you want to say, you can say it. So she said, I'm going to say love. So she spelled L-O-B-E. And then while she was doing that, Peter got a text message from Jesus and said, hey, I need you. So Jesus called Peter. So Peter said, hey, by the way, I need to go check on Jesus. So why don't you take my spot? And anyone comes through the pearly gates, you just ask them to spell a word. And then if they spell it correctly, you can send them to their mansion. She took the position. Ten minutes later, her ex-husband comes up. And uh, she was like, what the heck you're doing here? And he said, well, I had an heart attack and uh, am I in heaven? And uh, well, that's not that easy to get in. You have to spell a word. And he asked, what word? She thought for a while and then finally she said, Czechoslovakia. <laughs> anyway, so if you have your Bible, lift it up with me and you say this after me. Lord Jesus, influence me this morning. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will speak to us this morning. You will reveal your heart to us. You will take us deeper, one more step closer in Yeshua's name. Amen. So we are just continuing the series on the emblems of the Holy Spirit. The week before we talked about Holy Spirit is referred as water. We talked about what water means. Water talks about humility. And this week we're going to talk Holy Spirit is referred as fire. And we all know fire what it does. It does make a wonderful barbecue. Yes. So if fire illuminates, fire brings light, fire brings a lot of stuff. Fire talks about illumination, like illuminates. Exodus 13, 21 says, By day the Lord went higher of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so they could travel by day and night. And Psalm 78, 14 says, In the daytime he led them by cloud and all night by pillar of fire. And Revelations 4, 5 also talks about lightning and thunder issued from the throne. There was voices in the thunder directly in front of the throne with seven lighted lamps representing the sevenfold spirit of God. Fire also talks about purification. If you look at Isaiah 4, 4, it says the Lord will wash the filth from the beautiful Zion and cleanses Jerusalem. And then fire also talks about the presence of God. And by the way, when we say the word presence, many times we think the word presence is some kind of a, like goosebumps feeling. The word presence, many scholars agree with this, the word presence means the face of God. Every time the Bible records, you know, they encountered the presence of God, they encountered the face of God. And imagine looking at that, Exodus chapter 3 verse 2 says, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire in the middle of the bush. Moses stared in amazement. Though the bush was engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. And it's, it's crazy to see the presence of God. It's, it's like you walk into your room, you meet a person and your face lit. And imagine if you are bitter, 
you can't see that person. You know, that's why the Bible says, don't let the sun goes down and, and the anger churns up in the process of the whole evening. What happens, anger is like an infection. It stays in your body and you ask any cancer patient, they will tell you, cancer doesn't stop where it started. It spreads all over. That's why if you keep anger and you go to bed and the next morning you get up, it's like an yeast. It just spreads all over. It affects other areas of our life. That's what it means, you know, when you encounter the presence of God, if you have stuff that is inside, you, you can't meet Him. People who are bitter, they cannot worship God freely. People who are angry cannot praise God freely. People who are, who are ungrateful cannot be thankful to God freely. So that's what it talks about, the presence of God. And then it also talks about the approval of God, the story of Elijah from 1 Kings 18, 36 to 38. And David's altar, it's also recorded in 1 Chronicles. 1 Chronicles 21, 26 talks about David building an altar and then the fire came and burned the offering. And Solomon, when he built the temple, it says the glory of the Lord filled that place. People could not even get inside. You know, 2 Chronicles 7, 1. But I want to talk about the fire. We know fire is like, Wow, it's so big, it burns up everything. But also I want to give a suggestion, fire also means passion. You know, we think passion is something like, it's an emotion or something like an, a feelings. But I will get to that. But passion is not just an emotion or a feeling. But before that, I want to let you know, uh, without passion, it's not possible to have a proper vision. A passion tells a person to have a proper vision. I, I'll explain to that in a minute but there are four kinds of human John Maxwell says this these are the four kinds of people they say first kind of people are like watch things happen the second kind of people like they let things happen the third kind of people ask what happened and the fourth kind of people are the one that make things happen they can put it in two categories one is one people group they get up early change the world and second people group they get up late and be part of the changed world for example, Steve Jobs, I don't know whether you know Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs was the one who started Apple computer, but then he was even fired from his own computer because they thought he's not fit to run. Then he went out, he started his own stuff again, and in fact it became so big that he has to buy the Apple computer that he got fired. Imagine if you have bitterness, if you have no passion, no vision, you will not be able to do those things. You will be just like, oh man, they fired me. I started this. I started this. I made this all. Now they fired me. No. He went out and then they started. Same with Microsoft. I don't know if you know the story. He was working for IBM. And he said, you know, those days they had DOS. Anybody knows DOS? That's what now they call it nothing. When you buy a computer, they say, it's nothing is there, which is mean DOS. So they say he was, he was working for this IBM and he said, you know what, I have an idea. We put together all these formulas into a software. So all you need to do is press one button. They said, no, 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 no. Then they fired him out of IBM. He came home, started in a garage. Now every IBM computer uses Microsoft. Why I'm bringing this secular examples because... These guys understood something. They understood that passion is not about just emotions or thrills. Passion is beyond that. It's this unhealing force 
that says i will never give up until i see the finished product amen so let's look at this passion passion means the latin word it means to suffer that's why we have the movie called the passion of christ so it means suffer passion is not excitement passion is not emotional passion is not about thrill passion is an unyielding force that never gives up on a determined vision to obtain a desirable goal amen and the best example i will give you two examples one is jesus another one is paul and i will give you two scriptures so the first scripture i want to focus if you have your bible turn with me to hebrews 12 2 so this is the version i want to read from passion it says like this because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his he endured the agony which means shame the cross and conquered its humiliation and now it sits exalted at the right hand of the throne of god okay i want to pause here i want to talk about this jesus see many times we think jesus christ jesus is the first name christ is the last name no jesus is the name for son of man christ is the name for son of god are you following me the word human has got two words humus and man man means in hebrew ish say this after me ish ish you know ish means spirit okay so human basically means dirt humus means dirt that's why they joined these two word human that means spirit lives in dirt okay now this is where it gets interesting when adam messed up what was adam made of spirit in dirt right he messed up how did he messed up spirit needs a body to function right so before the fall serpent used to walk we know that right serpent used to walk serpent used to walk that's how it was so what happened was spirit always needs a body to function it cannot function on its own so when the enemy found serpent was crafty he borrowed the body illegally to make an entrance to covet the human man to disobey god what happens when you disobey god you obey satan it's the default you can't obey god and obey satan it's not going to work you can never do that both at the same time you can't have the both at the same time together so what happens when enemy seduced man and mankind fall god needs another man's body to enter that's why isaiah prophesies for unto us a child will be born son will be given see mary is the mother of a child not mother of the son yes yes or no yes so mary is the mother of a child what is a child the child is jesus who is the son son is christ jesus is the savior 
this is what the beautiful thing in genesis 3 verse 15 you look at it it says god says okay because you interfered he was talking to devil because you interfered now i promise you same woman out of this one woman was going to come a son will crush the heel of you amen so it took long it took 4000 years but what happened there was one person available for god to send his spirit christ christ means redeemer jesus was the savior first man lost it last man saved us first man yielded his body to the evil spirit last man yielded his body to the spirit of god hello amen so this is what the hebrews 12 says let's read this again passion verse sometimes we just quickly read and we forget what it means you know knowing look at this because his heart was focused on the joy the word joy in hebrew means simsha which basically means party that means celebration it's kind of like a soapy word celebration which basically means party so because of the joy simsha party that said before him what happens he endured the agony what is that shame humiliation pulled his beard spit on his face put a crown of thorns humiliated defamed him this is the king of jews hello why because he saw beyond all this there's a party amen and that's what it means so the cross he conquered its humiliation and now sits exalted at the right hand of the throne of god wow so i want to draw some principles from the life of jesus so i have four or five principles about passion why we need passion first one a person without vision is a passionless person what does that mean jesus was set he had a goal there was before him he said i am not going to give up you may humiliate me you may call me demon you may call me whatever but man i have deep down in me there is a deep sense i am going to get that that party is for me so whatever you call i don't care i'm going to go amen a person with vision knows what he wants and goes for it listen i'm borrowing this from late dr miles mendro if you ever come across anybody and he said this your job is what you are paid to do your work is what you are born to do hello your job is what you are paid to do we all get a paid job right yes we all get a paid job we go work monday we put our fingerprints monday you know just come monday is mundane you know we just sometimes it sucks and thursday we are planning over the weekend right fnb when i worked you know by wednesday itself i am talking about what's going to happen in the weekend and it's just excited because that's why many people work monday to friday and start living on the weekend so let me rephrase this again your job is what you are paid to do your work is what you are born to do vision is not the ability to predict the future vision is seeing the opportunity and jumping in and taking responsibility amen that's why jesus his joy was set he is like man i want to see 
the first Adam lost it. Now I have given Christ my body. Now I'm going to take everything that was lost. Because the prophecy that was in Genesis 3.15, the same son going to crush the Satan. Amen. Isn't it beautiful? That's what it means. So that's the first one. Second one. A person of passion prioritizes his or her life. What does that mean? He or she has a capacity to say no. Passionless person will wander everywhere. Everyone says yes, they will oblige to everything. But if you are full of passion, you know you are going somewhere, you have an ability to say no. One of the greatest gift to learn in leadership is the ability to say no. Hello, I read this on the other day on Facebook. If you want to please people, don't be a leader, sell ice cream. But then I was thinking, no, even ice cream selling is a tough job because I want low fat because I'm weight conscious. Somebody wants strawberry. Somebody wants tutti frutti. You know, you have tons of flavors. Somebody wants cold stone where you put three floor flavors and mix it. Yes? So even selling ice cream, it's tough these days. This is what it means. So a person who is full of passion prioritizes his life. So my question is, what are you prioritizing? What is your top five areas that you are growing at. The third one, a person of passion never gives up on his or her goal. That's what it means. Jesus had this goal. The goal was what? I will endure this cross so that humanity will follow. Amen? The very first man, Ish, the spirit that occupied the dirt, gave the body temporarily and lost forever. Now I'm giving a body for the spirit to redeem forever. Amen. Listen to me. Hell was never made for humans. Hell was made not for us. You understand? You know, there were three guys went to hell. One is a Armenian, one is a Calvinist, another one is a Wyvermer. So the Calvinist said... <laughs> I got to bring this joke inside. The Calvinist said, I'm predestined to be in hell. That's why I'm in hell. And the Armenian looked around and said, maybe I didn't do work enough. That's why I'm in hell. So they both finished talking. They look at the Vyvamar and they asked, what, what are you going to tell? And Vyvamar is seriously praying, Lord, what are you teaching me now? I'm a Vyvamar for the last 17 years. So... <laughs> And that's something that we always talk. What the Lord is teaching me. And I think it's too late to go out to hell and ask about that question. Anyway. So, a person of passion never gives up on his or her goal. That means he is not easily given into the pressures and pleasures of life. You know, there's a lot of pressures we go through. And a lot of pleasures we grow through. Pressures come from our networks. Pleasures come from within. Hello? A lot of pressures we go through. Marry this person. He is tall like you, round face like you, profession like you. But then, there is a lot of pleasures, you know? A lot of pleasures are there. But that's why we have to watch out. Number four, a person of passion endures shame for a greater cause. Amen? 
Isn't it beautiful? Jesus endures the shame, humiliation. You know, humility and humiliation are two different things. Humility is you humble yourself. Humiliation is someone putting you down. Amen? So, this person, Jesus, endures the shame. See, religion, all it does, it brings a person to a shameful place. That's why Bible says in Christ Jesus there is no condemnation. What condemnation produces? Shame. Kingdom produces not shame. It produces conviction. Why it produces conviction? Because condemnation focuses on what you did. Conviction produces on what you can do. One focused on what happened. One focuses on restoration. Hello? Church is rightly divided in these two. Very much focused on. That's why there are three major issues in people which will never will leave until the Christ comes. Number one, people who are influenced by drugs and alcohol. Number two, sexual immorality. Number three, bitterness. Unfortunately, these first two we don't tolerate in the church. Yes or wrong? Yes? We don't tolerate. Sexual immorality? No. Drugs, alcohol? No. Bitter person? It's okay. You can be a, even a deacon. That's why sometimes deacons needs delivered. Amen? Alright. So, that's what it means. You know, a person of passion endures shame for a greater cause. Number five, a person of passion is not bothered by the opinion or offenses of the people. I wrote down here, when the offenses starts to set in, the vision goes down. In other words, when bitterness rises, your influence goes down. Malcolm Magridge said, Christians are the most forgiven people. Christians are the most offended people also. We are the most forgiven people, right? Anyway, see this is what it means. You know, the person of passion is not bothered by the opinion or the offenses of the people. That means when the offenses start to set in, what happens? The vision goes down. And what happens when the vision goes down? You gossip. Who gossips? Visionless people gossip. Hello? Person with vision never gossip because he doesn't have time. Hello? Jesus never had a time to gossip. Hey, these people talked about me. These people talked about me. No. He was going there, forward. Person without vision, they talk. And in Christianity, we don't gossip. What do we do? Prayer request. We don't gossip. We say prayer request. That's why I always say this. For some of you, it may be like hearing this thousandth time. You know, when people say, hey, Emmanuel is good, but. When you hear the word but, you move your butt. Amen? Okay, the person with passion. This is what, it, it's, it's really beautiful, this one. A passionate person is not persuaded by success, but focuses on purpose. See, Jesus could just live three and a half years like a king. He is a king. He walked on water. People were following him. He took five loaves, two fishes, turned into 5,000. 
you know one pastor said those days what jesus took for five loaves and two fishes he divided to 5000 now what comes for 5000 it's divided among the five you know we live in a different era but imagine he could have just lived in his past success but that doesn't stop him that's why i wrote down here the greatest enemy of your progress is your last success your previous victory can hinder your future purpose sometimes we get so excited about oh this happened this happened you remember these 70 guys came back and they said to jesus jesus we saw this demons obeyed we saw this we saw this you know what jesus said yeah that's good but rejoice not on that rejoice that your names are written in the book of life hello where was he taking them to not on the past he was bringing them back to the future book of life that's where that's where your goal is not just you know i touched 20 people fall down hello anyway finally this is the beautiful part finally a person of passion knows the difference between things god wants me to do things that i want to do things people i love them want me to do things what everyone wants me to do he knows the difference a person of passion he knows exactly okay this is what god wants me to do i'm going to do and he knows this is what my people who love me want me to do this is what what my friends want me to do this is what i would like to do this is what everyone wants me to do you know you're all indians except my wife tell me one thing that you get freely in this country advice huh opinion it's something that you walk in everywhere you get it for free you go anywhere i mean my wife just texted me when she landed on this time when she came back from spain and she was trying to carry her bag and the baby and isaac and and about to get out of chennai airport and there was a couple older couple trying to tell her how to hold the baby and she just texted me oh it's just a gentle reminder i am back in india <laughs> and it's it's so funny that that something we give everything a passionate person is not persuaded he knows the difference between things god wants me to do things i want to do i still remember when i was 18 years old the holy spirit gave me a nudge in my heart he said charles i will take you to all over the world and make you my ambassador to preach the gospel my family wants me to become a doctor or an engineer or at least a dentist and i said no and i said to my dad i want to become a missionary and he asked me a question how much they going to pay you and i said this works a little bit different in order for you to work there you have to pay it's called youth without any money sorry youth with a mission and i still remember very vividly my dad looked at my mom and he said painak loose pudichich which means i think our son has gone mad and i tell you my dad literally uh, i'm not talking behind him i have told i told the story he felt ashamed to call me as his first born because i didn't step up to his level of performance for the first 6 years in vivam in missions he will always say i was infatuated i would come back i will do something 
but then he started seeing the hand of god god started opening doors he would hear stories like how god used me to smuggle bibles in mainland china you know one nation after another nation and then when it became 50th nation 60 70 100 you know and then he would like wow then he will go around he will talk to his colleagues by the way what's your son is doing do you know what my son is doing this will be no subject relevant he will bring up his son's subject why he became very proud he saw the hand of god and let me tell you there were so many times i felt like just to give in to the dreams of people and give up the dreams of god because vision has only one believer and sometimes you need to convince yourself amen vision has only one believer sometimes you have to convince yourself there were times i felt like lord is it really true you call me to the nations because i don't sing my best friend one of my best friend benny prasad he only actually hooked us up you know he plays at least guitar but like lord what the heck you know when i sing i am anointed to sing in the bathroom but there is no audience in the bathroom it's just me and the holy ghost but you see and then i contemplate and i remember one guy in the very early stage of my yvm period he said he asked me can you sing i said no can you play nothing oh you cannot fit be in yvm but then he got fired in 2 years and i stayed up for the last 17 years i'm full time yvm i mean i go teach i also pass to the church but i go teach in yvm god takes me to nations more than 100 countries he has taken debt free you know no support but he has provided but so many times i felt like man i just need to give up but i want to encourage you guys vision has only one believer sometimes you need to convince yourself amen all right now this is what i want to focus i told you i'll give you two examples one is jesus another one is paul now let's talk about because we know jesus 100% man and christ 100% god we have this beautiful example now let's talk about paul who is someone who actually wrote 13 letters almost the new testament okay turn with me to romans 1 verse 1 this is what i want to focus on he says this is what beautifully says paul a born servant of jesus christ called to be an apostle separated to the gospel of god look at this verse it's so small words but packed with amazing truth about paul's passion and calling okay paul a bond servant of jesus christ called to be an apostle separated to the gospel of god okay there are three things written here i will quickly say this the first one is called the commitment calling what is the commitment calling bond servant of jesus christ that means his job is to serve the kingdom see sometimes we confuse ourselves with titles and our calling titles are just functions hello our titles can change i will explain that in a minute but our calling will remain the same that's why paul says i am a bond servant in real translation it's not a servant it means bond slave the calvin all these guys when they translated the bible they were very preoccupied to put the word slave because why because the monarch government english government had lot of slaves so they don't want to confuse people or endorse slavery so they just took a substitute word called 
servant. It's actually slave. What is a slave? Bond slave means after seven years you finish. If you say, I don't want to go, they take your years, pierce it at the door, and you say, from now on, you belong to me. That means I own nothing. He owns my everything. Hello? That's what Paul says. Now let's read like this. Paul, a bond slave of Jesus Christ. What does that mean? I owe nothing. He owns me everything. Amen? That's what it means, commitment calling. That means I'm committed for life. Just like baptism. Baptism does not save you, but it tells the world you are saved. Amen? Okay, let's look at this. Second one is the carrier calling. What he says? Apostle of Jesus. By the way, what is apostle? Apostle means to go, to start. Amen? It's never a title. It's never a chef's hat. Come on. It's just to go and start. Pioneer. Start. Mama Ida Scudder was an apostle. Some of you are like, how come a woman can be an apostle? Wake up from the religion. Amen? Hello? She was an apostle. She came for holidays. She saw that Muslim woman died and she could not do anything. Her dad could not do anything. She went back, studied and started this beautiful hospital. 98% from Papa's house or from that hospital. Amen? And then I was born, it became even more famous. You see, that's what, apostle of Jesus, that's your gifts and calling. That's your gifts and talents. These gifts and talents, you may use it for one certain time, but then it will move on. See, now you are a doctor. Now you are a nurse. Now you are a psychologist. Now you are a physiotherapist. Now you are a security. Now you are a housewife. Now you are a pastor. But that's not your identity. It's just a temporary time to fulfill what God has called you. What is your commitment calling? You are a bond slave of Jesus. What is your carrier calling? I am an apostle, a doctor, evangelist, pastor. These are your just your talents that you are using it for the glory of God. Third one is your life calling. What is a life calling? Set apart or separated for the gospel of Jesus. That means my career may change but my purpose never changes. Amen? In other words, my career may change, but my calling never change. Wow. See, many times people, this is what they say, when I finish working, I will do what God has put in my heart. Malachi chapter 4, verse 10, it says, when you give offering to the Lord, Cursed is the cheat who has acceptable male in his flock and vows to give it, but then sacrificed a blemished animal to the Lord. For I am the great king, says the Lord Almighty, and my name is to be feared among the nations. This is what sometimes we do. We have two kids. One is so brilliant, we say, go and do the medicine. Another one writing 12th standard for the 12th time, go do Bible college. Hello? That's what it says. He's the king. 
we have somehow that's why christianity has become a mediocre a place you know i was explaining to our brother sunil before we started you know something god put in our hearts it's very small right now but this is not how it's going to stay but something god put in our heart the day one you never compromise and do sloppy business because you are serving the king of kings so we started praying god give us the from the day one dr roshni was here with us we started with 250 rupees microphone but we never settled there we trusted god for things to come and miraculously god opened doors every single thing he opened miraculous doors why because i am not serving the local mp or mla the guy that i am serving he created the universe just like amen he deserves the ultimate reverence that's what the word worship means proscline which basically means kiss that's where the catholics got that idea of kissing somebody who is representing the god they kiss remember hello so that's what means proscline that means the holy reverent kiss i'm not going to give my sloppiness to my king amen we give the best we give the best and it may look like oh man you, you wanted to be high five modern no we are here to serve the king of glory amen let's translate this in our own life are we giving the best to god every day are we giving the leftovers you know what is a leftover we have time for facebook whatsapp chatting gossip no gossip prayer request we have we have time for everything but then we don't have time for quiet time our quiet time is very quiet and no time let's ask the holy spirit amen that's why i wrote down these two phrases career changes but purpose never changes your career may change but your calling never change what is your calling you are a bond slave of jesus separated to preach the gospel you are a doctor here you preach you are a nurse you preach you are a therapist you preach but one day you will con- constantly that's your life wherever you go you are a fragrance of jesus amen that's what it means holy spirit is passion fire amen